Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Mark. I'm Britton. All right, and today we're talking about 2099, the Soldier Protocol, right? Uh, yeah, with That's, David Arquette. Yeah, with David Arquette. All right, so let's uh, let's get started on that. Now, the plot of the movie is actually not about uh, David Arquette hardly at all. Yeah, he, he oddly enough was not the main character. He was he was a supporting character, a oh, strong yeah. supporting character, but not the main character. So the plot of the movie is that there is this prisoner who was wrongfully imprisoned, so they say, and he had a little bit of an accident where he's in a wheelchair, and so he's brought into this uh, this place called The Wheel, yeah, which is a an experimental facility, which is kind of rebuilding, you know, uh, his broken bones and things like that, and they're performing cruel tests and... Uh, well, actually, that's it. He sleeps a lot of it, and <laughs> yeah, a lot of this guy is sleeping. Uh, he looked like not Orlando Bloom. Yeah, and uh, yeah, most of it was them uh, giving him different doses of different uh, chemicals and different uh, nanoparticles, nanoparticles, and then beating the shit out of him and breaking his bones so he can and so he can heal. Yeah, it, it was pretty much like Goku. Yeah, or, where he got the shit beaten. Oh, sorry, where he got the shit beaten out of him, and then uh, would heal for half a season and come back stronger. Yeah, and then it turns out, I, I guess, if I could follow the 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 plot of the movie, where um, like towards the end, the powers that be kind of prove that oh, they wanted him to escape from this wheel facility. Oh, they the, wanted this doctor... The lady who looked like Keanu Reeves? Yeah, yeah. The, the main chairman was a lady who looked like Keanu Reeves and always bobbled her head around like a freaking... <laughs> well, like a bobblehead. Yeah. And so she wanted the, uh, the new doctor that they hired to kind of uh, betray the company and help this man escape. Yeah. And she is now a new test subject and that was basically where the movie... Ended. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess. It, it really didn't... It's not much of a spoiler, because it doesn't really illustrate why. Like, it, they said, okay, we could start Phase 2 now. Uh, but it didn't really say why phase, why it was Phase 2 and why ne they needed to escape to in order, in order to achieve it. Yeah, in fact, it's not really a spoiler, because we're not telling you any of their motivations or anything. Um, but that's because we weren't told him either. Yeah, we don't really know. I think the the only motivation we were told was like, uh, we got a government contract. That was it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I know there was a long speech from uh, David Arquette, who actually I don't know his character's name, but I'm just going to call him David Arquette, who just kept on saying, "Man, we're going to you know the, uh, the 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 processes that we're doing here to the human body is going to." rebuild the human body somehow. Yeah, it's like, and, we, we're rebuilding the human race. And then we're gonna go to space and technology and blah, he just started spouting buzzwords. Yeah. Uh, we're space, and global warming, soldiers. <laughs> and here's the thing, like, we usually uh, in certain movies, especially in uh, films like like the last one we watched, similar to this, like the Titan. Uh -huh. uh, you know, we're usually strong on the side of the scientists uh, when it's a you know life or death scenario for the entire species of, of humanity. But well, they're, 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 the stakes weren't really that high in this. The stakes weren't even clear in this. Yeah, there was no. There doesn't seem to be any 
any, uh, Earth-ending cataclysm or anything. In fact, the only time that we see outside of this facility was, yeah. um, the woman driving to and from work, and she had a pretty nice car, and yeah. apparently, you know, she had- she was a recent graduate from a, uh, from some kind of scientific school, so there were still doctorates being handed out, so it doesn't seem like anything was affected that they needed to rework the human genome. Yeah, a and they, uh, they dropped the buzzword, uh, or the buzz phrase, the hundred monkeys protocol. Yeah. And you do not drop the fr buzz phrase, hundred monkeys protocol, without telling us what the hundred monkeys protocol is. Yeah, I'd like to, I, I would, for one, uh, for one, I would really like to know what the Hundred Monkeys Protocol is, and two, yeah. I want to know why she was <laughs> so uh, why she was so famous for it. Is it is the the protocol something that is bad in science, or is it something that had never been accomplished in science? Uh, How did she factor into all this? I, I don't know. I I'm led to believe it's like DefCon levels. <laughs> we're uh, up to a hundred monkeys. Yeah, well, that's what we were doing. Like uh, throughout the movie, we were just, you know, gauging the, you know, the levels of of uh, the experiment by how many monkeys. <laughs> like this is at least two hundred monkeys right here. <laughs> we cannot. We can never break through the hundred monkeys. This doctor did it. How <laughs> did you do that? Like I, I want to have a sequel. Actually, I don't. But if I was going to make a sequel, it would be called. 2099, you know, two, the Hundred Monkeys Protocol, and it would be a prequel all about how she did the Hundred Monkeys Protocol. And I don't think there would be any monkeys in it, uh, because this movie has to continue its tradition of disappointing. Well, I, I would want to, for, you know, firstly, I would want it to be a spin-off mm -hmm. and not directly related. Maybe a TV show? And, uh, no, it's, it's a movie, and I want them to surpass the protocol. <laughs> so I want it to be called 101 Monkeys. Like, okay, I can, <laughs> I can get behind that. 99, 100, 101 Monkeys? Yeah, that, and, I think that'd be pretty good. And then there's this cruel lady who wants to make them into a coat. <laughs> coat nothing. She wants to make them into a, into a moped. <laughs> yeah, a, a series of butlers. <laughs> Now, here's a question. I know we don't always ask it with uh, movies of this caliber. Yeah. But I do feel that it's kind of important to ask here, which is... How... If we were writing this movie... Yeah. How would we make it a better movie? Well, you know how... You know, what I would want to do. Yeah, I know. Hundred Monkeys. Oh, <laughs> well, not just that. Like... Oh, more yeah, science? Yeah. And what I would want in a movie is definitely not what the, you know John Q public would uh, would prefer in a movie well, here's the the crazy thing because as I was watching a movie I was I was thinking of that I was thinking how if we were given the chance to write the script how would we improve it and I don't I don't know how I would improve it because I don't really know what the movie is supposed to be about yeah it's really such a bare-bone script that uh, it, it, it needs more to it in order to be improved. And yeah, and if they gave us this vague idea of a guy breaking out, a prisoner breaking out of a wheel, uh, a wheel facility, yeah. that they're just beating him for some sort of science experiment. I, I, I guess I have one or two ideas that could make it better. You know what? You know what this needs. Uh, this movie needed to be a combination of the Titan 
and this movie. If you put those two, yeah, if you put elements of those two movies together, you might get a competent movie. I, I know I'm, I'm hesitant to bring the Titan into this because the the Titan wasn't a good movie by any stretch of yeah, the imagination. No, it was not. I would do it more. Um, I guess I would do more focus on well. Yeah. Here's the thing, that's the big problem right there, focus. Yeah. Because they seem to jump between a focus of this woman coming in and, you know, this this new doctor coming in and learning this, uh, how the wheel facility worked and helping him escape, and the prisoner who was trying to escape. And that was another thing, is that they didn't really discuss her motivation as to why she wants to help him. Like... You know, she has a trail of dead monkeys behind her, <laughs> and like all of a sudden she grows a conscious with this guy. I, I guess you know he is a. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I guess he, one he, man's worth more than a hundred monkeys. I, I, I guess he's a lot prettier than a hundred monkeys when it comes to <laughs> test subjects. So maybe that's a motivator. But uh, yeah, she wanted to. She she couldn't find love among the you know the hundred monkeys, so she's trying <laughs> to find it here. That was her. Uh, Hundred Monkeys, I think, is actually just a like a dating website. <laughs> it's way better than a hundred peacocks yeah. and fifty baboons, <laughs> forty elephants, and and plenty of fish. Ah, oh, that's good. I like it. <laughs> I enjoyed that. So yeah, focus might have been one thing. I yeah. I I believe I would have done it as I would have made her actually be the the main star. I know that a lot of the scenes did feature her. Yeah. But I would really want the action almost to be in the background as she's experiencing it. You know, that that's a good idea. You know, have her kind of a uh, a little bit of... Uh, kind of a fish out of water yeah. type deal. Like the... Uh, the new guy being brought into this, maybe cut out the whole, you know, hundred and... you know, hundred monkeys thing. Uh, that's, that's the seller right there. Uh, I know... Okay. I know, Maybe I, we can get rid of a hundred monkeys. We have to, in order to make her make her character not stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have to we have to kind of cut out the hundred monkeys protocol because if she's willing to kill all these monkeys, uh, you know why? You know why is she? You know then batting an eye at the uh, at the human at yeah, the human. So yeah, I guess I would make her brand new at this. Um, she's coming in to learn the ropes. Yeah, David Arquette can even be kind of the teacher make it almost a training day thing where she realizes very quickly that he's <coughs> excuse me that he's uh he's up to no good or he's really been doing this for so long that he's lost a bit of his humanity and yeah. she doesn't want to lose her humanity in the same way that he has so she's secretly trying to sabotage this but it's subtle at first she wants this test subject to survive because it's the first test subject that she's been exposed to and she's in an unfamiliar world yeah so, she, she kind of starts off as you know a little bit starry-eyed a bit of an idealist yeah you know thinking that she's really uh you know doing this for the betterment of mankind well you know it's you know more about money and bonuses and government contracts and she kind of learns that through the this sabotaging that she does that she's the only way for her to, I guess, be uh, her conscience to be clean yeah. is to help this guy more and more until, by the end, she is so battle-hardened from helping this guy and helping him escape the facility that she is almost she has become the same thing that the David Arquette character has become. And instead of David Arquette, I would want John Malkovich. Uh, 
okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no there's no bad time to use a John Malkovich. I, I, I used to rag on John Malkovich a lot, uh, but I have turned since turn around, I've seen the light that is John Malkovich. And I, I think just his kind of weird cadence and the fact Delivery. that he, yeah, the fact that he's, you know, subhuman to begin with, yeah. uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, would deliver well with a character like that. We're beating him so that we can learn from him. What don't you get about this? <laughs> We're going to put him on the table, and then we're going to take him apart. Is he Swedish? <laughs> I want to take him to the room, and then we can take out his parts to make the science bigger. We will make bigger parts for the man. And then we will bonus and make many meatballs. See, I would now have him doing the science experiments with... Uh, with somebody else's hands doing it, like the Swedish chef. <laughs> He's throwing things around. He does not need this spinal column. Bork, bork, bork. <laughs> you know what? We might as well just put the, the Swedish yeah, shelf in a, there. We're going to go all out. It, 2099, the Muppet Protocol. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to do this, man. That's Janice, by the way. Uh, oh, okay. From Dr. Teeth and the Electric yeah. Mayhem. I can't do this. That's a terrible chance. Was she the one being uh, experimented on? She was the she was the oh, doctor. She's the doctor. I, I, I want Kermit to be the one experimented ah! on. He's he's uh, he's carving Robin's name into his flesh. <laughs> I just want to yeah. see Robin again. Why wouldn't he carve Piggy? Because you know he doesn't like Piggy. <laughs> Piggy oh. can be the new idealist. I, I yeah, guess. it makes sense. She falls in love with him. Yeah. Open yeah. the door! <laughs> uh, so, it's Kermit in there. He's getting uh, experimented on. He's doing backflips and, yeah, and, uh, and handstand push-ups like the guy. And all the uh, and all the soldiers, that mass soldiers that come in have the big gonzo nose, but it's still on part of their mask. <laughs> Is it the gonzo nose, or are they all like uh, uh, Sam the Eagle? Hmm, no, Sam, no the Sam the Eagle is the Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> so we're gonna cut you open. <laughs> and I, I guess, who, who would you have on that, uh, I guess that council you would have? Oh, well, easy. Two of them are easy. Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> well, we're gonna cut you open, and then we're gonna find out what makes you tick. <laughs> They're a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, maybe we should murder them. No! <laughs> <laughs> They're much more brutal. They don't have any good jokes. Yeah, They're, like they took that that special uh, that that chemical that David Arquette oh, was the AE five uh, seven yeah AE five seven where it just reduces his uh, <laughs> em, you know his ability to you know be empathetic. Yeah, it destroys his empathy receptors or whatever. And uh, yeah, that's that's what that's what they uh, they. Yeah, they just want to murder people, but it's funny to them. <laughs> I haven't seen someone bleed like that since Lincoln. Oh, 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 that was dark. Time to spray up. Oh, man. See, on one side, I want to say, 
we shouldn't be writing this movie. Yeah. But I just, in five minutes, we found a way to make this movie much better. Put Muppets in it. That always seems to be our... Like, if you have a shitty movie, all you have to do is put Muppets in it, and it's already a thousand times better. Except Wizard of Oz, somehow. Okay, that, yeah, there's an exception. Well, it's because we didn't write it. Yeah, if we wrote the Muppets Wizard of Oz, it would have been a little bit different, yeah. I guess. Actually, I don't know how I would have done a Muppets Wizard of Oz. I, I think I know how we would do it. We More wouldn't. songs. <laughs> More songs. More, yeah. Uh, and, and we would base it off the movie. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't know. I, that's a That really is a tough thing to do. Like, that is a tall order. Uh, Muppets Wizard of Oz. Like, my... I want to do something better, or, you know, more effervescent, or fresher, like Muppets Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> uh, I, we had a discussion about this, what Muppets movies you would do, and I, I suggested Muppets Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, I guess you want, like, you know, Muppets Little Mermaid, but the actual Little oh. Mermaid. <laughs> Miss like, Piggy turns the foam at the end yeah. and dies. I, like, the, the process of her getting her legs is extraordinarily painful. <laughs> she certainly yells a lot. <laughs> Let's see if she's still doing it. He's got her for some reason in a, in a, in a tub. Let's see if she's still doing it. Opens the door. Like, splash? Yeah. Opens the door. Yep, huh? she's still doing it. <laughs> I don't know why. I imagine she, he throws a grapefruit at her head. Like in, uh... Fear, fear and loathing. <laughs> White rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a her. It's not physically painful as much as this is a bad yeah, trip. It's a bad trip. <laughs> you can turn your back on a piggy, but you never turn your back on a drug. <laughs> See, that's a good one. Fear and loathing with and, Muppets. Yeah, oh my god! Fear and loathing on Sesame Street. Man, who? I, 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 I know. Uh, you know, it, we kind of it, it, it makes sense to make Kermit, uh, you know, Hunter S. Thompson's character, but uh, it, I, I know there's definitely a better voice. Well, here's the funny thing: is uh, his his lawyer, I think it was Doctor uh, Gonzo or something like that, because yeah. that's the uh, like they were doing like the Gonzo type journalism. I'm like, boy, yeah. if that doesn't just paint yeah. a picture of who <laughs> should that be? So uh, Kermit's the obvious choice, but I don't know, Fozzie might be. Uh, yeah, that's a good choice as well. Let's see. Uh, I, I guess it would have to be Kermit. Let's see. Honestly, let's think. Like I know the first words are, uh, um, we're uh, we're just you know just past Barstow, somewhere in the desert, when the drugs started to kick in. So who would be a good, who would be a good uh, voice that would kind of get that that would kind of match that cadence? Rolf. Oh, that's a perfect yeah. one. <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, we're, we're just past Barstow, somewhere in the desert. When the drugs are starting to kick in. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because... Uh, well, actually, that's not really funny for this reason. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a piece of trivia I'm having, but uh, I think Rolf was Jim Henson's like favorite uh, Muppet. Oh, really? It was, the, Jim Henson said it was a Muppet that was closest to who he was. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. So, if we turn him into a filthy drug addict, <laughs> I don't think that would at all ruin the, uh, no. the vibe of Jim Henson. And then you have... Uh uh, I guess Piggy would be what Christina Ricci's character. Uh, Piggy will be. Uh, she'll be all the lizards that we <laughs> see. She's uh, Gary Busey's character. 
I always forget that he's in this. Movie. Yeah, he has that that cop that. Yeah. Uh, didn't didn't he make him? Yeah. You know, is, is it implied that he make him made out made him make out with him? I I think so. Yeah. I've I've seen that movie like two or three times, and each time I've had a different opinion of it. Yeah. Like the first time I saw it, I was of the opinion that it was okay. Yeah. The second, same here. Second time I saw it, I was of the opinion that, man, this is good, but it's really kind of depressing. But the third time I watched it, I was the opposite. It was hilarious. I, yeah, I, I, it finally just kind of clicked for me. Yeah, it's just, it's so ridiculous that, like, first time I saw it, I thought, like, all right, this is, uh, it's a little bit overhyped. Mm-hmm. And the second time I saw it, uh, I, I think, it, I only saw it the two times, I'm like, oh my god, this is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and the funny thing of all of it is that there's a drug convention, uh, like, towards the end of the movie. Yeah. And, uh, the guy who's up there speaking about, about drugs, about don't do drugs and everything, is actually Mr. Noodle from Sesame Street, the, <laughs> the original Mr. Noodle. So, this can be done, is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of surprised Hunter S. Thompson didn't make a cameo. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he, he did. did. Oh, he did? Who was he in the, who was he, he in the movie? He walked by, uh, Hunter S. Thompson in... One of the Vegas scenes. It was oh, towards okay. the end, um, or towards I, th I think in the third act somewhere, and uh, he walked by Hunter S. Thompson. He even made like a weird, you know, most mention of it. And Hunter huh. S. Thompson kind of turned, looked at him, and said, oh, 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 oh. and that was about kinda it. Kind of like the Tommy Wiseau meets Tommy Wiseau at the end of a Disaster Artist. Oh yeah, and it was kind of that's that was kind of funny because James uh, James Franco, I really felt just out Wiseau'd Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Like, uh, Tom, I guess Tommy Wiseau is getting up there in age, yeah. and uh, you know, go and going up against a James Franco is hard. I mean, there was the good thing about movies like that is you can tell when an actor is doing his, his job or her job when you kind of forget that you're looking at an actor yeah. doing it. You know, so I had the same sensation when I watched the movie Ray. You know, I I forgot yeah. all the way up until the end of the movie that this was not uh, Jamie Fox. This was not Wanda from In Loving In Living Color. <laughs> this was, you know, like I had to remind myself of that. And the same thing with James Franco as Tommy Wiseau. I watched that, and there was bits and parts uh, and throughout the movie where I would it would just hit me like, oh wow, that's yeah, that's that's, that's uh, the Green Goblin. That's the second Green Goblin. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the all powerful Wizard of Oz. That's not actually Tommy Wiseau, but I believed in the in the illusion that he was selling. Yeah, and he sold it perfectly. I, it is probably like it, it's a better version of the room than the actual room. It's weird because I feel that to really appreciate that movie, you probably should watch the room. Yeah, you first. can't really watch like if you didn't see the room, you're going to be awfully confused. You're going to be at the very least, you're going to be missing something about yeah. it, and. I remember, I've, again, that's a movie I think I've only seen maybe three times. Yeah. But every single time, it was it was a it was a work of art almost. <laughs> um, I remember the first time we watched it because I already knew everything about the room going in yeah. to it because there's been a hundred yeah, reviews I, of I it. Saw, I think I saw a few reviews. So I think that was one of the first I'm gonna say handful of movies we watched. Um, for uh, and when we got our apartment, oh yeah, it was. I think it was in uh, case one of uh, the bad, the, uh, the bad movie, the bad movie cases. And I remember we got done watching it, and even though 
we didn't I don't think we really fully appreciated the awful that we'd seen <laughs> yeah we still enjoyed it enough to write a song about it yeah I think we also saw the Rift Tracks version as well I've never seen the Rift Tracks version oh you didn't no. it's pretty funny but um I that was the first time then my friend a couple weeks later my friend Erica wanted to watch a bad movie so we picked that one and that was, I think, the first real bad movie that she saw, and she loved it. She loved how bad oh, it yeah. was. Uh, we still talk about it right now and again. Um, I'll be, we'll be hanging out, and she'll say, you "Want me to order a pizza?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, that's fine." I already ordered a pizza. <laughs> oh, you think of Irwin? That's how I always respond. <laughs> yeah, thank God, Avra. I think that was the one line from the movie that I missed that that wasn't in there. Yeah, that was. I didn't see that in the Disaster Artist. Every other moment and from the movie was uh rep was kind of recreated yeah uh perfectly but that was the one and that's and that was kind of a kicker because that is my favorite <laughs> bad line from that movie the uh you're tearing me apart no no the yeah, uh the pizza the pizza yeah. line you're tearing me apart oh yeah that's a classic yeah. you, you couldn't not have that in the movie <laughs> they even they even set that up in the movie with him watching uh, Marlon Brando in uh or not Marlon Brando James Dean James in Dean. uh uh the movie uh, Rebel Without a Cause You are tearing me apart So yeah Man. So good good bad movie but do you remember the first bad movie that we ever watched in the apartment I, I think it was Ginger Dead Man Yep Yep and I remember a long time ago, you were you, you saw that on the shelf, and this was back when I was still in my, uh, like my pretentious uh, college film yeah, student phase. Snob. And uh, I looked at that and I scoffed like, "Ugh, that looks awful." I, and I was and I was trying to convince you, and um, I remember saying, "Britain, this is going to be terrible, but this is a." A new level of terrible. Why I, would I want to watch that voluntarily? We could just sit back and make fun of it because this was at a blockbuster video yeah. back when they were still around. Yeah, <laughs> and you were saying, you know, you're saying, oh, I don't want to waste my afternoon. Yeah, watching a movie I know I'm not gonna <laughs> like. Yeah. you might actually you might not like the movie itself but you might enjoy the experience of the bad movie yeah and you were 100% right it's funny like a new level of bad and we've seen films that are exponentially oh, worse man. I, I I can't believe that there was a time when Ginger Dead Man just seemed like the worst kind of movie <laughs> that I we could watch. Like now, now that seems it. You know, Ginger Dead Man is Citizen Kane compared to some of the stuff we've seen. There's almost tears of bad movie. I don't mean tears like that come yeah. from my mouth or my mouth. <laughs> I I spit tears and I cry uh, saliva. That, that's called drool. Uh, mouth uh, tears are drooled, Mark. Oh. See, we learn something every day. When I look at the sky, <laughs> I cry mouth tears. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, why? <laughs> Are you staring at the sun? Yeah. So it's making you drool? Yeah. I cry eye tears also. Did I tell you the story of how I used to, I, I one time I just stared at the sun for no reason. I I was playing with my little people, uh the uh, the little you know, with the schoolhouse and everything, yeah. called little people, and I still remember the guy had a he had a blue body because it was only body and head, 
and no arms yeah. or legs or anything. And uh, and he this this guy is, was actually wearing a yellow hat. And so he you know he I was playing with him da, 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 on the floor and I just stopped. And I looked out the window in my room right at the sun. And I just stared at it for a <laughs> minute. I don't know why. I just. It really happened just as I describe. And I stared at it for a minute, and then I stopped and I went back to normal. It took a while for my eyes to kind of readjust, but since then, that blue man, he was just a little purpler than he was before. Yeah. There was a little bit, and it hasn't really gone away. Uh, I, I kind of did something similar. Like, when I was a kid, I used to bring a flashlight to bed. Mm -hmm. and uh, Now it's a fleshlight. <laughs> Go on, I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, I would do it. I would bring it to bed, to bed at, at first uh, when I was little because I was scared of monsters. And then later on, I would do it because I was bored. Because you became the monster. <laughs> but go on. Uh, I was going to try and do that uh, that one line from uh, from Watchmen about being stuck in jail with him. Oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I didn't know how to make it work. But anyway, uh, eventually, what I would do is I would eventually get bored and then just stick stick the flashlight all the way up into my eye and turn it on <laughs> and, and until the eye started like not seeing well. Yeah, and I I did it because then when I uh, you know took the flashlight away, like I couldn't see anything. <laughs> like I, it was because the you know, the you know the pupil constricted so much that the little amount of light in the room would just be black. Yeah. And I, I did that so much that I, I think one of my eyes sees a little bit more warmer color than the other one. <laughs> uh, for instance, the thing that we have on the TV screen right now, yeah. the, uh, the audacity or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, that color to me is just a little, a little bit purplish. It yeah, has, it's it is. Not, it, okay, okay. It's, it's a royaler blue than just a regular blue. Okay, uh, so it's not that's not my son thing. Although we both have bad eyes. Yeah, I like I'm, I'm a bad I'm a bad litmus test for you know good eye care. When they had that dress, uh, that black and gold dress. Oh yeah, or the whatever. black and gold dress. I, I just saw blue. <laughs> I just blue. saw black. <laughs> I didn't see a dress at all. But uh, the other thing I would do. Now I, and here's the, I can't say that this was because I was a dumb kid. Yeah. This was me as an adult. This was post Air Force. <laughs> what I would do um, when I had my old phone, my old flip phone. Um, I don't know if you remember what my, uh, my text message tone was for that. It was the beep 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 beep. Oh beep, yeah, the, beep uh, from the little uh, Power Rangers. Yeah, the little Power Rangers. Uh, yeah, I remember that. So I remember one time I, I think I was texting you actually, and. Uh, I was just sitting there laying down in bed, about to go to sleep, and we were just joking about uh, The Legend of Zelda, I think. It's okay. a weird, weird thing to remember. But I remember thinking, hmm, I'll turn the volume all the way up, and I'll put the speaker right up to my ear when this really loud uh, beep, beep, oh, no. beep, 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 beep comes. <laughs> and man, it... I can say it... It rocked me. It physically rocked me. <laughs> it was just... It was just... I heard that first beep. I was just waiting. I was like, oh, it's going to come. And there was a few seconds right, right before it happened where I, where I thought, what the hell am I doing? Why am I beep, 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 beep? And then it was just, just... Uh, it was like World War Two, you know, after I, the... I do feel a little bad that I'm somehow responsible for hearing loss in you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, th that was... 
I guess I never really grew out of being dumb to my body. Dumb and self, self-destructive. Yeah, I mean, you see me punch my feet. Yeah, I, I do. I, I did it earlier. I was so mad at the movie. I was yeah, punching my feet. Oh man, <laughs> I don't even remember why. Oh, I, I think it was because the uh, the guy was was laying there sleeping, and we had to watch every second of it. I, I think it was that, and uh, just the wooden acting. But yeah, just that's the sound of me punching my feet. But to be fair, it it, it is a rather pleasant feeling. Like, have you ever punched your foot, Britain? No. Well, you should. Maybe then you would stop getting on my case for punching my feet. Like, I'd criticize you, but it doesn't look like you'll ever have, like, fallen arches. <laughs> like, I have really, really good arches. Like, right those now. are those are some prime candidate this arches. Is, this is a supermodel's arch. Uh, like, I'm a foot model. <laughs> oh, like, Danny DeVito would like you. Oh, I know. I put, uh,. I was thinking about putting a little bit of lotion on my foot and then maybe dumping some mayonnaise on it. I don't know what Why? foot models do. I don't know. What do foot models do? I, I wear shoes. Well, then you can't see my arches. Maybe I'll wear, uh, maybe wear Crocs. Like some high art shoes, like... Like, the, like a shoe that has such an arch in it, it would be impossible for any anyone else with a deformed, you know, without a, a deformed foot like yours. Wow! How did you get such beautiful arches? You can do it. Anyone can do it. Take your fist, ball it up nice and good. Just punch that old arch right in there. <laughs> why? What, what do you mean, why? <laughs> you just punch the arch. Look, look, it fits perfectly in the arch of your foot. It's like it's like the, the theory of Pangea, where you can put all the different pieces together. <laughs> I think I for that's how I formed. I formed fist to foot. <laughs> Like usually in the womb, so you know you you kind of form asshole first. But nope. Like, but no. Uh, yeah. Fist and feet together, and it, it's kind of like the uh, what's the uh, what's that myth where everyone's searching for their better half? Uh, I guess that sounds like. Oops, sorry, that sounds good enough. Everyone's searching for their better half. The myth. And, yeah, and uh, I forget. But yeah, that's you punching your foot. That's your better half. See, your better half is a foot. I like to think when <laughs> I like to think when I came out, they they saw my foot and my you know my fist and my foot together. Okay, we're gonna have to do a little bit of yeah, uh, just yank it. Off. I, I imagine it was, like everyone would. It, it was like a, a '50s horror movie where everyone's shocked and the nurses are fainting. <laughs> they call him. There's a doctor throwing up at a trash can. <laughs> my mom's trying just. She, she takes one look at me and looks away. She screams. <laughs> it passes out. My dad brings in the smelling salts. Honey, honey, it's okay. Uh, it's okay. And, uh, you know, later on, like, he's holding it over a well. <laughs> no, wait. We might be able to separate the fist from the foot. <laughs> All right, but you better. Uh, you better. Where this well's awaiting. <laughs> like, now, whenever they see me punch my feet, they get nervous. Like, oh no, he's gonna... He's gonna unlock the key. <laughs> but speaking of that, like, why would Frollo use it, you know, first, you know, firstly, you know, dump the baby in a well. People drink out of that. He doesn't care. He's not drinking from it. Secondly, why would you dump a baby in a well in front of a church? Like, why don't you just throw it out, you know, in a trash can? Or just leave it. Or, <laughs> or maybe take it to the woods. I don't know how hey, this works. If you put it down and walk away, I can guarantee no one else is going to pick up that baby. <laughs> until a stray dog does. 
Well, that's how- well, that's how you get Quasimodo and Mogwai- Mogwai- Mog- Mowgli mixed together. You know, the- the Jungle Book kid. Mowgli-Moto? Mowgli-Moto. That's- that sounds awesome, actually. Mowgli-Moto. Sounds like a superhero. It, it sounds like the, uh... Mojo-Dojo. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like the name of a, uh, you know, giant Japanese robot. <laughs> Mowgli-Moto. <Yeah. laughs> he's gonna fight Godzilla when yeah, he gets he's a gonna, like. Uh, you know, they team up with the Power Rangers and the Megazord. <laughs> we need the power of Mowgli Moto! <laughs> That's him playing on the oh. little flute. Hop in! You dummy! Hop in, you big dummy! <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. I was a big Power Rangers fan, I know you know that. Uh, but if they added, they added Red Fox into it, then, yeah, I think I would be even, even... I Red. think I would like it even better. Oh, you dummy! <laughs> I don't know how to do Japanese sound effects. Uh, just like any other sound effects, like, uh, what's that guy who does the sound effects from the Police Academy movies? Yeah, the, uh, oh. Uh, Ed Norton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then you, then you. Is there any sound effects? My sound effects are terrible. Your sound effects are just Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I can get behind that. All right, let's just do a just do a quick sound effects test. Go on. All right, so I want you to do. I'll do it, and then you do it. The sound, and then we'll go back and forth. Okay. Uh, different things. So my 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 challenge to you is a is a pickup truck rolling over a sewer, a man's a manhole cover. Go. Uh. <laughs> okay. I guess I'll try. Uh. It's oh, oh, rolling over. Just you mean driving over? Yeah, yeah. Like rolling over means that the truck rolls <laughs> over the manhole cover. <laughs> yeah, that, I was wondering why yours was so elaborate. Yeah. Uh, okay, mine's just gonna be. <laughs> like, like when I when I go to the when I drive to work, I'm not rolling the car to work. Just rolling, <laughs> rolling over that highway. <laughs> all right, so you can pick a pick a sound uh, effect. Quickly, quickly. All right, uh, you know, running in mud. Oh. That's good, huh? It wasn't bad. <laughs> Sounds like you're hammering something in mud. I, I'm hammering Jello to the wall. <laughs> there was a brief time when I was, oh man, probably like ten or eleven years old, where I had wanted to kind of go into the the art of sound effects with yeah. my mouth, be because it all spawned when I watched Spaceballs. Okay, and I can that, see that. In that brief scene where the guy did the, the we got the bloop bloop, and you know, yeah, he, I, uh, I I thought then I I said to myself, I'm gonna learn how to do stuff like that, and I'm gonna become a sound effect artist. And I think I gave it up after two weeks, but I mean, still, two weeks is a long time when you're a kid. That's like half your life. <laughs> uh, I remember. Uh, I, I think. A lot of my inspiration came not from that, but maybe uh, Uncle Joey from Full House. Me too. <laughs> and 
I I remember when I was a kid, I used to do a like the the whole mouth trumpet thing, and then the I used to do a decent bowling alley impersonation. And don't ask me how or how it went because I don't remember because it was oh. in the fourth grade. <laughs> that was my my that was my that was my next question. I was gonna no, this is uh, like this Barney, is Barney all over. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Come on, Brittany, you can't invoke a whole bowling alley. <laughs> That wasn't it. <laughs> but at least I gave him something. And, uh... But yeah, like that... I, I, I was kind of... I think every kid mm -hmm. uh, back in the you know, early 90s was was trying to do the whole mouth sound effects because there was a lot of shows that did that. Yeah. I, I always thought that I was really good at doing impersonations mm -hmm. when I was younger. Shut up. Because... I remember doing the Jackalope from America's Funniest People. Uh, everyone did. Yeah, and also Mr. Woodchuck yep. from Full House. Yep. Without realizing, I'm like, oh, I can get both of these spot on, but without realizing <laughs> that they person. are, yeah, same exact voice. <laughs> that the South can do, you'll never catch me, is it? Wood? I, I remember, like, the, the, the two big impressions at the, you know, on the schoolyard back then was, uh, that and Steve Urkel. Oh, yeah, oh. Oh. Oh, did I, did I just, you just did I unzip you? You, unzi you just jarred something loose. I don't even know if I'm going to tell this story. Uh, <laughs> but you remember when he had that song, the the Steve Urkel dance yes, song? Yes, I remember the Urkel dance. Well, I don't know how I did it. Actually, I don't know how I did half the stuff that I did when I was in grade school, but I remember doing the Steve Urkel dance with like three or four kids oh, behind no. me doing it with me. Oh, oh. And... No, 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 no. No, that's the end. That's the end of it. No, I, nothing no. bad happened. I was just... I no, just don't I know just don't why. Want to lose respect. <laughs> I... It wasn't a hard dance to do. Well, first you gotta do is hitch up your pants. You bend your knees and you stick out your pelvis. I'm telling you, baby, it's cooler than Elvis. Better than Elvis. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna lose respect for me. <laughs> I also remember another thing I did. I don't know why the fuck the kids in the schoolyard would go around and assist me in any of this stuff because I was a fucking nerd. Yeah. And nobody liked me. <laughs> Wait, but so... But apparently some of them did. Um, enough to do the Urkel dance with Yeah, you. three or four. I remember one girl's name was Megan. I can't remember her last name. It's probably for the best, but I had a crush on her and she did it and I guess I... I guess I misread signs. <laughs> I probably should have done something with that. But uh, actually, no, I did. Because I... I got her a Valentine's Day pen. <laughs> Okay. Uh, for Valentine's Day, and I told her, like, oh, I've had a crush on you for a while, and she said, I know, and that was it. That was the end of that conversation. I, like, then again, like, w you know, what are you gonna do with a third grade romance? I, I know, but still, it would've been nice to... Have know, some validation. Yeah, exactly. But I remember one time I would walk around, we had the wheat, or not wheat, the little, you know, the little thing grown in the grass that had the little... Oh, yeah. ...edges growing the out. The weeds. Weeds, yes. So I remember I stuck two of those in my behind my ears, and I sat, uh, in fit, uh, the John Fitch where I went, we had this kind of, like, little landing, um, with, uh, two doors that were right yeah. outside the auditorium, but no one went out there because that, you know, there was no stairs, really, there was just a landing that just dropped off. Yeah. I guess kind of like a stage or whatever, uh, and it was right in front of the playground, so I remember just sitting there in the shade with my two little leafy weeds in my, yeah. behind my ears, pretending I was Caesar, and kids would bring other kids, you know, and say, oh, I found him by the, you know, but they were playing along, but I found him by the, by the slides, you know, doing this and doing that, and I would just take him away. 
I, uh, this is how cults get started. I don't know why the kids did that, because like I said before, I was a fucking nerd, and th there uh, wasn't a lot of kids who liked me. Well, or at I, least maybe I didn't think they it's did. It's because they were given a monochrome of authority. Yeah. <laughs> Once one kid puts those weeds in his ears and establishes <laughs> himself as the Caesar. <laughs> Behead him. Uh, okay, Mark. No, no, no. Caesar. <laughs> Marcus Caesarus. Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. <laughs> and uh, this was right around the same time that I did the Grasshopper Park thing. Oh, yeah. Where. <laughs> and again, I remember. I remember going through because we had this. Uh, we had a baseball, I guess, diamond in a fenced-off area. Yeah. And there was always tall grass in there because they just never cut the grass. <laughs> and I always thought, okay, this is going to be the perfect place for Grasshopper Park because Jurassic Park was very, very much on yeah. the minds. And so I even thought of how it would go with people coming in, seeing the grasshoppers, and then having little electric fences so they couldn't get out because that's what they did in Jurassic Park. So I had everyone find grasshoppers and put them in, <laughs> and put them into this field of tall grass where the baseball diamond was. And actually, kids—I remember this kid named James. He brought uh, a few grasshoppers he found at home in those little, I guess, plastic terrarium things or whatever. Oh yeah. And he brought a few, and we put them in there. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And then we went away for the weekend. And we came back, and the grass had been cut. And I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, oh, that's the end of that. Without. I never stopped to consider that all of these grasshoppers I've been saving are probably now just mulch. Like, <laughs> like, hope, like, I, I can't comment on the intelligence of grasshoppers, but I would hope that they had at least hopped away. <laughs> Welcome to Grasshopper Park. There went my dream, but I didn't, you know, th this could very easily be the start of, like, a super villain called the Grasshopper. Grasshopperist or something stupid. When I was a kid, yeah, I saved all the grasshoppers, uh -huh. and then my school took them away from me. Did they? Yes. Oh. Uh, my grasshopper suit would be, uh... It would have hydraulic legs that would just make <laughs> launch me, you. Yeah, that would just launch me. But of course, I'd probably be off. I probably could only do that once before I broke something. <laughs> I lost balance. I landed on my arm and broke it. <laughs> You'll never catch me. <laughs> Medic. Another another grade school story I have. Yeah. Which just goes to show why I was never popular, but no one ever found out about this one, was there was going to be a nice big fight in the in the baseball diamond. Yeah. And uh, everyone was talking about it at lunch, like, ooh, Bob is going to fight uh, Jimmy. Oh, they, you know, they'd be talking wise against each other, <laughs> so uh, we're, they're going to have it out now. And so they're all gearing up for the fight, the fight, and for some reason, I got in my head to just, I'm going to tell the monitor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, you were you were a rat. Yep, I was the rat. So I went to the monitor, and here's the funny part: I played it off well too, because I don't know why I didn't want them to fight. Um, because actually, I know exactly why I didn't want them to fight. Because <laughs> you wanted to get them in trouble. No, no, because this is not what Caesar commanded. <laughs> this went against Caesar's will. Caesar did not want the people to fight. He wanted to run 
and he wanted to run a safe playground for everybody. <laughs> so I went to the monitor and said, someone's gonna fight in a baseball diamond. Okay. So the monitor went, you know, went over to it. And I waited a few seconds and then I merged in with the crowd and the monitor broke up the fight. And I remember when the kids were like, oh, and you know, I said, what happened? Oh, the monitor broke up the fight. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> and blend in with the crowd. Yep. <sighs> They're like the wind. There's, I have one other story like that, then I'm gonna let you talk about your childhood, because I always feel that mine's depressing. I, mine is uneventful. Uh, I remember this was actually in high school, it was in ninth grade, and I was in the stage crew, and we were doing, yeah. um, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. And I, my job was the spotlights, but it was, uh, rehearsal, it was a dress rehearsal day, we had some of our family and everything come in and see everybody do it, and you were allowed to screw up during dress rehearsal, yeah. and there were a few mistakes, but we had a dry ice machine for certain, uh, moments, and we had the dry ice for, you know, to come over to, uh, over to stage, and one of the, one of the stage crew guys, um, he put the dry ice and a little bit of water in, uh, in a bottle, a little yeah. plastic bottle, and he waited and he waited and waited and he stood on it and it popped. You know, it was a nice little pop. And as soon as I, this was in the parking lot, and I was, uh, I was wearing, because it was, you know, it was, uh, nice out, it was cool. I was wearing my, I was wearing a white, um, shirt. No, I, I'm lied. I was, yeah, I was wearing a white shirt. And, uh, and, as it's and, and as soon as it popped, the lights went on from the security. Mm -hmm. The security guard was right there in his car, and he pointed his flashlight. I was like, "Kid, stop right there!" And we all yeah. scattered. And I ran. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, came back, and I had a spare shirt for some reason in the uh, in the stage booth. Yeah. So I ran up there, and you know, I you know, and then I put my other shirt on. I came down. I merged in with the crowd, and uh, <laughs> uh, one of the. Uh, one of the parents or something was like walking by and she was, you know, fuming or something. She was like, oh, it's awful. I was like, what's going on out there? And she was like, some kids like lit off a bomb or a firecracker or something. And I was like, this is ridiculous. We have a show you know, going on. She's like, I know. And I got away with it scot-free. I think they ended up catching one of the other guys, but I got away with it because I, I knew how to blend in with the crowd. Yep. I did the whole catch me if you can thing. Yep. Uh, I, like, I don't have any uh, barely got caught. Like, I was, like, I, I didn't really do anything. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 like, school, like, like, school was a, a, just a place where I would go and put in my minimal amount of time, mm -hmm. and, until I had to leave. Occasionally, I was probably experimented on, like, yeah, in, in uh, elementary school. Yeah, that happens. That does happen. Like, where they were just putting weird injections I had no idea in me. Oh! And then you just grew six feet. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... Well, this test subject was a failure. <laughs> purge! Purge the system! Ah, he's too big for it now. I imagine if you went to the same... Because I know you went to a different elementary school. I think you were in a yeah. different state. I'm not sure. Uh, no. I was oh, in okay. PA. I was in, uh, Clara Barton. Oh, okay. I imagine if you went to the elementary school the same time as I did, uh... I, I want to believe... That you would have had somehow that we wouldn't have been friends yet, but you would have had your own rival Caesar type thing. <laughs> you would have been at the other end of the playground. Uh, I would, we, I would have been uh, uh, Genghis Khan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's trying to keep order on the playground, not with Britain around. I don't know why you're the bad guy because clearly I would have been the aggressor in the situation like this. Uh, like, uh, you know, I'm trying to bring, you know, think of a trying to know, bring science uh, and like, learning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
And meanwhile, you're trying to burn the library of Alexandria. Like, you're, uh, you're showing kids uh, little experiments. You know, if you dig down, for, you know, far enough, this, this is kind of, this is more clay than dirt. Wow! <laughs> and I'm over here pouring, uh, having my minions pour water on it, so you can't play in it yeah, anymore. You're, you're having them pour molten gold down my throat. <laughs> See, I would do it like this. I would have them pour water on you. Hey, stop that! And then I'd tell the monitor you're playing in the mud, which you weren't allowed to do. <laughs> Come with me, Britain. This isn't the end. <laughs> <laughs> it would start a- it would start a big- a big rivalry. Uh, and... Like, somehow I would... I don't know what I would do, I'd probably take it too far. <laughs> it would escalate. You would, uh... <laughs> you would- you would clip one of the- one of the sides of the swing, so when I was swinging I would fall <laughs> off it. I would, uh... I would weld, um, safety pins to the sliding board, so when he went down he would just... Just go right through it. <laughs> I would push you off the monkey bars. I would cry. <laughs> Monitor, he pushed me! <laughs> Take and him away! <laughs> and now I am Caesar. <laughs> You've been deposed! <laughs> I, I, I declare myself Caesar and she goes down on a knee. <laughs> My, My liege! liege. Well, I know when I've been bested. I'm twisted, like I- I'm just like- You limp away and kick a can. Like, uh, you know how in those revenge stories, the person's always got, like, deformities or scars? <laughs> like, it's, I like, just, it's like that guy from 300. Yeah, I just have, uh, I just have a little bit of a- a little bit of an elbow sprain from falling off the monkey bars, <laughs> and I use that, uh, I have a cape over me, or a cloak over me, and my slightly sprained elbow. And so I have one or two loyal followers. We strike back at him at dawn. <laughs> I have integrated into this into their ranks, sir. Good, good. Gather the grasshoppers. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the plagues down. Bring them all down. Oh, what are these bugs? Oh, stomp. No! <laughs> My minions! <laughs> I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> Then the molten gold comes out. <laughs> you have to make an example of me. You take away my hands. <laughs> I, I, I break your thumb or cut off your thumbs. <laughs> I'm just hanging on that platform by my thumbs for all to see. I bring back crucifixion. <laughs> Someone please get me down. Man, kids these days are really rough. <laughs> monitor, monitor, monitor. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be seen talking to you. Oh. Bing. She just calls you an outcast and spits on you. Then the bell rings. All right, and I just get down. I, I, I untie you from yeah. the cross. <laughs> so, uh, you better learn this lesson. All right. You better know who's in charge. All right. Uh, that's what I have to do for a week. And then, you know, just the next day you get to the Caesar spot before I do. <laughs> hey! Hey is for horses. <laughs> but I got here first. No fair, I'm Caesar. I'm Caesar last time. I'll crucify you twice next nope, time. No, you won't. No, you won't. Double crucify you. Wanna play frisbee? Okay. Wee! <laughs> uh, but you still call it. That's still ba That's still mine. I, I call it. <laughs> I put something, I leave a... Leave I, your hat. I, <laughs> I have someone else assume the throne while I'm gone. 
<laughs> like, you, I imagine you just leave your hat behind and I just sit there staring at it, hope for, hoping for a gust of wind. <laughs> Not thinking that I could just take it and throw it. I know, I imagine... There's uh, always these weird, unwritten rules with kids. You see, I imagine, in my mind, I imagine that whoever I leave in charge, like, Alright, Billy, you're in charge until I get back from Frisbee or from Four Ball. Okay. And he's ruthless. He is a ruthless tyrant, and then me and you have to team up to topple his regime. Uh, that or, or like, I'm just the wormy advisor. You know, sir, you <laughs> could topple him now, and then he, you would be Caesar, not he. Hmm. I like the way you think, Britain. <laughs> I'll just be your trusted advisor. Weighs the taxes. Four pieces of pennies. Four pence. Collect gum from all of them. <laughs> I don't have they, any gum. My parents can't afford gum. He says they. he's lying to you, my <laughs> lord. <laughs> he's got the band-aid gum. I saw the tin. That's Hang me. him. <laughs> Man, these kids are getting rough and rough. I can't be seen talking to you. And then, then I, you know, next day I'm on the throne. You the smother him. The Caesar has grown ill. <laughs> it's probably for the best that we were in the same school together. Yeah, there can only be one Caesar. It would be like a Stanford experiment. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe that's why maybe the monitors were telling the kids, listen, this kid's a nerd. Do whatever he says. I want to see if the power gets to his head, and it immediately did. All right, and again, I don't know why the kids. There wasn't a lot of kids. It wasn't like I had a hundred legions, yeah. or a hundred of legions of kids running at you know. But there was a dedicated two or three. <laughs> Like, like I said, you, you gave them an inkling of yeah. power. Once they once they saw just that little bit of authority, they responded to it. Yeah. Hmm, so you mean I'm in charge? And this went on for like a week, where I was just sitting in the shade <laughs> with my with my two pieces. And I don't know how... I wish I could review my life and see certain key events to see yeah. how it started. Because I really think that I just sat there, put the two pieces of wheat in my hair and said, I am Caesar now, <laughs> and they just fell for it. Yeah, he has the wheat, so, uh, alright. Wow, can I do that? No. Oh. <laughs> Uh, all hail Caesar. It, it, it reminds me a little bit of, uh, I, I think I told this story before, but when I was in kindergarten, uh, we had, I don't know if you remember these, uh, constructs, like, uh, these toys called constructs, and you could build, like, they were a lot like connects, but, you know, kind of different. Okay. And, uh, you could build little cars and, like, you know, army trucks and stuff like that, and, you know, weapons. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, me and this one kid who I don't think I ever talked to except to play constructs with, uh, were, were building, uh, weapons and, and, like, it, trucks to face off with these other groups of kids would, uh, who would, uh, also do the same thing, and we would pretend that we were having little battles and stuff like that. And when we, uh, wrapped up, I would always go to him, did we win? And he no. would always go, no. <laughs> and, 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 like, I don't know why I thought to ask this kid whether or not we won the battle, but to his credit, there was one time he's like, yeah, yeah, you won. We he, have to he, give it to you. Yeah, he gave it to you, like, you know, 
Like a lot of times, ki- people say like kids are like needlessly cruel or yeah. or something like that. Like even he, sh- you know, I don't know if he he was showing uh, compassion or, or sympathy, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he gave us the win one time. Uh, you 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 launched the Moab, and I, we couldn't do anything against <laughs> that. Uh, I lost about thirty percent of my troops. So yeah, this one's yours. So uh, the uh, you know twenty ninety nine the uh, soldier something experiment something protocol, experiment protocol I don't know. Uh, what were your thoughts? Uh, bad. It was bad. Don't watch it. Uh, it was boring and stupid and bad and unfocused and bad. Uh, I thought yeah it was it was a little bit boring. Uh, I had there, there's a I have a soft spot for uh, science experiment movies. Uh, this one didn't really scratch the itch I was looking for. No but, science. Uh, yeah, the science was a little bit wanting. But, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah take with, you know, take with that what you will. Alrighty. Alright. So, take it easy. A toodaloo. That'll hold a little less obese. <laughs>